The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds for the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this October 2nd, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of uh, whatever you want to go to. Baseball playoffs are happening. NHL's right around the corner. College football, whatever. Concerts, whatever you want to go to, go to SeatGeek.com and get yourself uh, some tickets and get uh, promo code you Use promo code one four two zero pod and save yourself twenty bucks and beer money or whatever it might be. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts, such as Rise of the Occasion. No credentials required, and the Captain Lou Extravaganza uh, right there at bellyupsports.com. And thank you very much for making us a part of your day each and every day here from fourteen twenty World Headquarters. Anyways, the uh, world of sports—it's a good time of year to be a sports fan. Every year, October comes around. The Major League Baseball play. Playoffs. They get going tomorrow with the wild card round happening. College football's in full swing. The NFL obviously is going on. And apparently the Ryder Cup was this weekend. I kind of heard about it, kind of knew about it, but it used to be must-see TV for me. But we'll talk about that in, in half a second anyways. The Major League Baseball playoffs uh, uh, get going tomorrow in the wild card rounds. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. The um, the the, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are playing the Minnesota Twins. Texas Rangers, Tampa. Arizona's at Milwaukee. And the Miami uh, Miami. Uh, my, my, I'm just starting this morning. The Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies get going as well tomorrow. So that's all going to happen. It was kind of sad to see the Toronto Blue Jays the way they kind of quasi-celebrated yesterday. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy that the Jays are in the playoffs. I'm happy that they that they made it. I'm happy that they, uh, baseball is going to be get to a fevered pitch for the next few days. Well, it might, might only be for two more days. It might be for two more weeks. Who knows? But it was kind of sad to see their little celebration yesterday. They backed into the playoffs. They lost their last two games against Tampa. They lost two or three versus the Jays. They have a very good home stretch uh, the last week of the season here, but they're in. But the celebration yesterday, the contrived celebration yesterday with the champagne and the t-shirts and the hats and the whole thing and on the field and Hazel May getting sprayed. I don't know if she was actually there or not, but it just, it was a bad look for me for a team that back in the playoffs like that. Uh, yeah, you still got in the playoffs. Yes, it's tough to get there. 162 games is a grind. There's no doubt about that. And you should celebrate getting into the playoffs, but if it's only for two more games, I would probably cool the Jets a little bit and not have that contrived celebration that they did. It was just a bad look. I thought it was a goofy look. I thought it was a corny look. Uh, I thought it was a ridiculous look, to be honest with you. The Jays celebrating the way they did, but it's one of those things. And who's uh, who's surprised that the Houston Astros got th- that got themselves uh, first to, uh, first place in the American League West? Uh, it's, I'm not surprised by anybody to beat the man. you got to beat the man, and they're still the man. Uh, the Texas Rangers held on to first place forever, but the Rangers, they did what Rangers always do, and they uh, they blew it against the Seattle Mariners yesterday, uh, losing in the fashion they did. But the, Mar- the, uh, the Astros, you can say what you want about Alec Bregman and uh, Jose Altuve and the rest of them, but that that Houston Astros franchise six, six or seven years in a row that they won the American League West they just seem to keep rolling they keep reloading and relaunching and everything else they don't rebuild they don't go through anything they actually went out and got Justin Verlander and then they got the Mets to pay for Justin Verlander as the hired gun this year how that all worked out and Verlander did what Verlander does he had a great start against Arizona on Saturday night and it was just uh, it's a, it's crazy people thought that the uh, Astros were done and they're they're not they're going to be a wagon throughout these playoffs you're going to see them I think they're going to do some damage it's going to be interesting to see 
see how, how that all plays out. I'm not surprised that they're there. I was kind of wish that they weren't there. I've forgiven once again, but I will never forget what happened with the 2017 Astros, but that's a long time ago. Uh, baseball, we didn't get the uh, the mayhem that we got in, say, 2011 or even 2017, I think it was, with or 2018. It doesn't much matter, but when the uh, the playoffs, uh, the last game of the regular season, when you had the mayhem, this team beating that team, there was four or five uh, different what different uh, playoff implications that could have happened. The playoffs were all set by Saturday night. It was just a couple of little seating places here and there and who was going to be, be, be playing who and who was going to be traveling where, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out with it, what all gets going tomorrow. Um, I I hope it's going to be a great playoff. I think it's going to be the Dodgers, uh, and uh, I, I think, you know what, I think for some reason the Phillies have a really good shot. Uh, they have that grit on their team, but I think it's going to be a Dodgers-Phillies kind of a deal in the National League and the American League. I still think that the Houston Astros are going to be that team that, that get there. They're just too good and too loaded and too everything to, to not get through. Um, I don't want to say no to the Orioles because that uh, Cinderella story, I don't want to see that end, but I just think the Astros are too strong to go through. And we'll talk about that as, as the uh, playoffs get going, as we get closer to that uh, magical date of the World Series. And and uh, yeah, Mr. October, we're going to have another uh, story storybook finish for whoever ends up winning the uh, the World Championship years. But it's playoffs get going tomorrow. should be interesting to see. Uh, the four wild card gets, get, gets going tomorrow, so that should be a, a lot of fun to uh, be a part of. Um, Coach Prime and the uh, Colorado Buffaloes, they almost took down my USC Trojans on Saturday. Uh, 48-41 was the final. Uh, a lot of damage got done, even though with the USC victory, 48-41 against a team you should probably blow out. But as always, USC, they can score points like nobody's business. Caleb Williams got, I think, six touchdown passes uh, to, to get the victory, the reigning Heisman Trophy candidate. And uh, I, I would say he's got to be a front runner to win it back-to-back. But they got it. Their, their pass defense got exposed. They did not have a good, a good showing in the second half, and they almost blew that game. And kudos to uh, Colorado Buffaloes and Coach Prime for uh, making a game of that thing. And they, like I said, USC, they're my Trojans. They got it going on, but they, uh, they're they going to have it in tough. They got Arizona next week, and then two weeks from now, that's when the, the, the fun really gets going with the the Notre Dame game out down there in South Bend on the 14th. And then they have Utah after that. So it's a, a pretty tough road to go through right now for the USC Trojans. But I, I suspect that they'll win next week at Arizona. But that those next two games, are going to be a struggle. Uh, Utah actually lost this week to Oregon State, so Utah may, might not be as good as they were last. Remember, they won the, the Pac-12 championship last year, so you don't know what Utah's got, but you just got to see that Pac-12 is actually a lot stronger than people give it credit for. Uh, Georgia survived that last on the weekend, and uh Notre Dame beat Duke, so you got a lot going on there. Uh, who else was a big winner this weekend? LSU lost, which is their second loss season, so that'll put LSU out of the SEC contention, and then that, that's it for them. It's the college football. It's at that point of the year right now where you're, you're looking ahead in the schedule a lot where you see this guy's playing them, and you got this team's got to beat these guys, and that team's got to beat those guys and everything else, so it's going to be a lot of fun in the coming weeks ahead to see how it all it pans out. College football's my uh, my second favorite sport be, be, behind uh, behind baseball. I just love the, uh, the implications, the game day, the festivities and all and on and on and on it goes with college football and all the uh the traditions that go along with it so it should be a lot of fun to see how the college football uh, playoff and everything else that uh, go, goes uh week in week out and see how who's going to win uh, this year coming going forward but uh apparently the Ryder cup happened this weekend as well it was over, it was over in europe so the time was a bit screwy for for me to to, to have it on the uh, on at 1420 world headquarters i it didn't get it didn't get any time time frame for me to get any play for me at all we'll talk about that in half a second but it just seemed 
seems that that tournament, uh, it's kind of lost its luster. The home team always seems to win. If you call it the home team, I guess it's the home team, but the home team always seems to win. I think U.S. has lost seven in a row on uh, on European soil, and the U.S., they, they, they smoked the European last year at Whistling, or two years ago at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, and it just hasn't been a, a very exciting. It doesn't get much must-see TV for me. Uh, apparently, over the week, the last week, the, some of the, the, the uh, uh, summer, I shouldn't say some, there was a couple of the U.S. guys were thinking that they should get paid to go to this event. It's an, it should be an honor to go to this thing. These guys get treated like gold. They don't touch their wallets. They're all multi-multi-millionaires. They don't touch their wallets. They get they get full new wardrobes. Their wives get taken care of. They, they fly over in private birds, the whole bit, and they, the meals and everything else that they get. So they shouldn't be complaining at all about anything. We're wanting to get paid. It's an honor to play there. There's a, there, there is that, that that disdain that the uh, between the Live Tour and the PGA Tour and guys picking here and there. And there was a lot of players that probably should have been there that weren't. DeChambeau should have been there. And Johnson, or, yeah, and it should have been there. Like it's just, it's crazy how it's it hasn't played, hasn't played out very well uh, for the the U.S. over over in Europe. There's a, a lot of disdain for those guys and guys thinking that they should get paid. I I don't think that's a that's a very a very good thing. But the the Europeans ended up winning this year, 16 and a half and 11 and a half, uh, seven straight loss on European soil. Like I said, it, it didn't get any any play for me on on television at all. The only reason why I I saw anything on it was it was on yesterday morning or or late. Um, Late Saturday night, Rory McIlroy getting it in, getting into it with uh, Patrick Cantley's uh, uh, caddy a little bit, and there was a shouting match in the parking lot, and the way that all ensued, and it was just a, a bad look for everybody. Uh, it, it was over a line of a putt or something, but that's the only reason why I, I even knew it was even on. I forgot all about it. Like usually, it used to be must see TV. Now it's must not see TV, TV for me. I just find these guys to be a bit. Uh, uh, hoi- too much, too hoity-toity for me. I guess is one of those things. Too country clubbish, or maybe you're just one of those things. Yeah, the the crowds were huge and everything else, but I just, I just seem that to be the the Ryder Cup isn't uh, isn't what it used to be, and it's not uh, the the players enjoy it, the the ones that go, but for me, it's not just the it's not a spectator sport for me anymore. I'm I, I watch golf not a ton, but I used to watch that to Ryder Cup without without a, without fail, and it was like the Masters for me, or, or like like all the all the other majors for me. So it was uh it was. It's disappointing that it's gotten to be that that kind of a type of a tournament, but it's just the way it is. Uh, the world in the NFL, the Chicago Bears, they absolutely barfed and puked and stunk and everything else. They got uh, they farted all over themselves. They shit their drawers the whole bit. Third quarter lead of 21 points to the Denver Broncos, and uh, they they end up losing the game on a, a like a minute and a half left field goal by by the uh, by the Broncos. Chicago stinks. They're going to stink. They're just not very good. It's a team that that's in turmoil. There's a lot going on in in the in, in the head office and on behind the scenes. There's stuff that we don't uh, aren't privy to, but there's some been some reports of some, an assistant coach who got let go because there was a situation where the FBI showed up and everything else. But the Bears are a team in turmoil and they're not going anywhere. They're not going to win too many games all season long. They just um, if they get one, maybe two wins, I'll be surprised. That was a game they probably should have won yesterday. We were me and uh, some of the other guys from the other podcast. We were by and Dave a little bit, uh, the fan of the van, Jim Plotner and Aaron from Brulion Sports. We were kind of poking fun at Dave. Dave didn't respond at all to uh, to our poking and prodding about the Bears being behind two or the the, the Broncos being behind two of the Bears because Dave's obviously a big Broncos fan and it didn't work out for for uh, how we were saying uh, talking. We spoke too soon because the Broncos came back and won that game uh, yesterday. Another big game. The uh, the Philadelphia Eagles they stayed at four. Uh, they went to four and zero. The only two teams that, that are in the NFL that are at four and zero. But the the Eagles beat uh, Lionel Richie and the Commodores yesterday, 31-28 in overtime. So they barely survived. They got through. And then the San Francisco 49ers, they had a big win, 35-16 to remain unbeaten as well. 
in the, in the National Football League. They beat the dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Tina's trying to lose football games to maybe get into the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Not a good football team. And, and they, the, the Niners continue to roll. They got a team that's got something to do. And that, that coaching staff is unbelievable. Uh, they can just roll out whoever. Brock Purdy just keeps winning in the regular season. Hopefully they can carry it on into the playoffs and show that you don't got to spend thousands or millions and millions and millions of dollars in a quarterback. You just got to have a guy who can manage the uh, manage the game a little bit. And uh, yesterday, Swifty Bowl too. She's here. Taylor is in the house. She's here. Taylor is in the house. She's here. Taylor is in the house. 2320. For the uh, for for the Chiefs, Zach Wilson actually played really well for the for the New York Jets with a game that was a, a penalty march. There should have been a few more penalties called in that game. That's a couple holding calls, but that doesn't much matter. It's just one of those things. But the Swifty Bowl, way to go for Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and I hope nothing but good for those two kids and and the uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs as long as we uh, you know can keep seeing Swifty week in, week out. It's a good luck charm for football fans right across the world. I don't know. I, I'm just, whatever. She, she can sing a pop song. That's all I know. And what's going on with like that, that Cincinnati Bengals team's an absolute mess. They lost again yesterday, 27-3, I think it was, to Tennessee Titans. That team, Joe Burrow, is an absolute mess. 27-3, get, get, get blown out. Remember, he got that great big contract before the season started. Uh, There's just like an opening night kind of deal where they, they they decided to release. that He was getting 40, 42 million bucks, whatever it was, to make him the highest paid quarterback until they restructure Mahomes' deal because Mahomes still the best. Mahomes didn't have a very good game yesterday, but uh, for that Cincinnati team at 1-3, and three, you got to think that their season's, uh, their season's done. They won't be going anywhere anytime quick, and uh, that's got to be a bit of a old. God, what, what have we done here? And it uh, goes to show you don't got to spend that kind of money on a quarterback year in, year out to uh, to win. Like you look at, like I said, look at Brock Purdy and the uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Interesting game. Like a lot of good football games yesterday. A lot of great sports throughout the weekend. It's a great time to be a sports fan. NHL got the, the uh, preseason was going yesterday uh, over the weekend as well. They're, they're in full swing. I think we're about a week and a half away from that starting. So it should be a lot of fun in the, in the coming weeks ahead for uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, NHL starting this weekend is Thanksgiving here in Canada. So it's always a good sports weekend for us up here. So it's one of those things. It's just a, like I said, it's a great time of year to, to uh, hunker down inside. Cause it's getting a little, all the leaves are turning. The the leaves are brown. The sky is gray, right? So it's one of those things where it's uh, time to just hunker down and, and listen to the 1420 sports bar podcast. Cause subscribe to our, our channel on YouTube as well. And, and get us to get all your sports, uh, sports highlights and everything else we were going, got going on tonight. Actually, I got uh, captain Lou, uh, Lou Gamlin coming off the captain Lou, Lou extravaganza and Kevin Wilson senior writer for belly up sports they're coming to talk about the 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 season that was in major league baseball we're going to talk about that talk about the uh, upcoming uh, major league baseball playoffs and give our predictions for the wildcard round and the uh the uh the world series as well might do that between every round have those guys on they're very knowledgeable baseball guys they got a lot to say so it should be fun having kevin and lou on the 1420 uh, baseball playoff whatever i can't remember anymore make sure you guys tune in maybe tonight at six o'clock on youtube six o'clock mount center time but anyways that's uh let's have a little uh, word from our friends at SeatGeek. the foul baller if there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan.
Thank you very much to our friends at SeatGeek. Once again, use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Uh, yeah, whatever you want to go to, save, save yourself 20 bucks. Beer money. There we go. Uh, anyways, on this day in 1986, New York Mets pitcher Dwight Gooden becomes the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history to collect 200 strikeouts in each of his first three seasons. He struck out seven Montreal Expos in the Mets' 8-2 win over those Expos in front of 10,726 fans at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. The win was the 105th of the year for the Mets and 17th for Gooden, who had strikeout totals of 276 in 1984, 268 in 1985, and he wouldn't reach the 200 strikeout platform to again in his career until 1990 when he recorded 223 in Gooden's 16-year career in the big leagues he recorded 2,293 strikeouts Dr. K or Doc Gooden as he would became known was a four-time all-star and was a two-time World Series champion once with those 86 Mets the Bill Buckner game as we all know and uh Again, with the New York Yankees in 2000. So on this day, Dwight Gooden, there he is, striking out Pete Rose, if you're watching here on YouTube and everything else. So on this day, Dwight Gooden, man, he was good. That curveball was something nasty. He threw, he threw so darn, darn hard. He was a, he was such a good pitcher. Too bad there was some little situations with cocaine abuse and everything else and over the, the last part of his career. But, no, he was, Dwight Gooden was uh, he was one of the all-time greats for sure. You just wonder what it what, what, well, he's probably like, what, what could have been, right? One of those things. And happy 61st birthday to retired NFL quarterback, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 26 MVP, Mark Ripon, born on this day in 1962 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ripon was drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft after playing with the Washington State Cougars and was 146 overall pick and eighth quarterback in that draft. Ripon would play 11 years in the National Football League with stops in Washington, St. Louis, Cleveland, Indianapolis and Philadelphia. He threw for 18,473 yards and 115 touchdowns in his career. In his Super Bowl MVP performance, Ripien passed for 292 yards and two touchdowns, leading the Redskins to a 37-24 win over the Buffalo Bills. Happy birthday to Canadian-born Mark Ripien. His family moved from uh, Calgary to Spokane, Washington, I think, when he was three or four years old. So I'm sure he just he says he's from Spokane, not from Calgary. But we uh, every once in a while, when a Canadian does good, we we uh, give them a pat in the back and say, hey, you're 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 one of us. That's what, what, what us Canadians do. So happy birthday to Mark Ripien, born on this day in 1962. And uh, we're not obviously not the first report this, but we're going to give the uh, 1420 uh, tip of the cap this morning to um, Tim Wakefield, who passed away on Sunday after battle with brain cancer. Wakefield retired in 2012 after 19 years in the big leagues, the best known for his knuckleball, and was an integral part of those uh, Red Sox-Yankees games. That rivalry was so great back in the early 2000s. Uh, Two-time World Series champion in 04 and 07. Uh, Wakefield was 57 at the time of his passing and uh, survived by his wife, Stacy and their children, Trevor and Brianna. Uh, Tip of the cap, like I said, goes out to uh, Tim Wakefield, tip of the cap. There it is to Tim Wakefield. He's such a great pitcher. You don't want to talk about the Aaron Boone home run in 04, 03 and everything else because he meant he was so good and he was the reason that the, that the Red Sox even had a chance in 03 and then they got it done in 04, obviously, and in 07. And he's re- his number was retired by the... Um, the Boston Red Sox, but it was uh, yeah, it's sad to hear that 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 happened to uh, to a guy like that. And he was always a class act and everything else. Like you put rivalry aside and everything else, like they're just they're human beings too, right? So it's uh, you put the Red Sox and Yankees rivalry, which isn't a rivalry anymore, but you put that aside when it comes to a guy passing at at such a young age and uh, leaves a family behind and everything else. It's just uh, sad to hear. And I I, heard, I read that his wife had cancer too, so just a a tough go of things there for for uh, Tim Wakefield and his family. But uh, tip of the cap to uh, Tim Wakefield, Boston Red Sox legend, and uh, yeah.
the rest of it goes. Anyways, uh, also, I want to uh, say happy birthday to my dad. He uh, would have been 85 years old today, uh, born uh, 1938. Yeah, so he would have been 85 years old today. He passed away three years ago, as you guys as you guys know. But happy birthday to uh, to Steve. And I know you keep him smiling up there, Steve. We, uh, we miss you. We love you down here. And, uh, yeah, so there it is. So, hate to end the show on a somber note, but we should be celebrating guys like Tim Wakefield and my dad and everything else. It's uh, it's always, uh, I, I, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's days that you get a little bit uh, little bit crazy, but uh, this is one of them. Anyways, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, and if you listen later on, make sure you subscribe to what, like the likes and shares and, and give us a rating. And it just helps the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. So from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.